Praise the living Jesus. We are blessed. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence, first of all, and for the rare opportunity to speak, to share the word of God with us. Amen. Amen. Jesus is in our midst. Yes. Prayer and spiritual warfare. I'd like us to take the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6. Letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, from verse 10 downwards. Then we'll see prayer in there, then spiritual warfare in there. But we may also take some other scriptures from other books. Amen. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Finally, build up your strength in union with the Lord and by means of his mighty power. Put on all the armor that God gives you so that you will be able to stand up against the devil's tricks. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 6 verse 12, St. Paul makes it very clear to us that the Christian life is a fight. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. We are a people of faith. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, he says, our walk is not a matter of sight. The Christian life is not about what we see, but it's about faith. It's a walk of faith. No wonder he says, so fight the good fight of faith. And in this text, Ephesians 6, verse 12, he says, for we are not fighting against human beings. So the fight of faith is not against human beings. The fight of faith is not against any physical thing. But he goes on to say, but it's against the wicked spiritual forces in the heavenly world, the rulers, the authorities, and cosmic powers of this dark age. So put on God's armor now. Put on God's armor now. Elsewhere he says the Christian life is like a race. We are running a race. Once we begin the Christian life, we are not stationary. We are not supposed to be stationary. We are supposed to move. Jesus invited Matthew this morning, who was seated at the tax collector's booth. Jesus says, follow me. The Christian life is a life of motion, a life of action. But you know, when you are in motion, you are confronting or meeting what? Resistance. Before the airplane takes off, you know, it has to overcome resistance. As we move, even the air. So the Christian life, as we walk, we move, we meet resistance. And this same St. Paul will tell us in uh, Galatians 5 verse 16 about what? The fact that they should be led by the Spirit. And he goes on to say that there is a battle between the flesh and the Spirit. And we are Christians. We are people of the Spirit. Let's continue a bit. So put on God's armor now, not tomorrow. Then, when the evil day comes, you will be able to resist the enemy's tactics. 
And after fighting to the end, you will still hold your ground. After fighting to the end, he expects that we still hold our ground, our ground standing straight. And the good news is this. For us who are Christians, the battle has been won already. That's the truth. The battle has been won. Our duty is to obey Jesus, his invitation, like Matthew did this morning. He says, you follow me. And once we are following him, you know, when we are following somebody, you are behind the person, so to speak, literally. The person is in front, and you are behind. So before anything can touch you, that then must confront Jesus first. But the good news is that nothing can overcome Jesus. So as we follow him, all it means is that he is paving the way, and we are just to walk and follow. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, who gives us what? The victory. No wonder St. Paul will tell us, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We need strength to walk. We need strength to follow. But the good news is that this strength is available to us. As we get down, we will see it very clearly. So it says, then when the evil day comes, you will be able to resist the enemy's attacks. And after fighting to the end, you will still hold your ground. He says, so stand ready with truth as a belt. I encourage you after this, because of our time, when you get home, take your time and go through this, Ephesians, this teaching very well. I mean, this, this text, Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. So that we can, uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit himself will speak to you more intimately. So it, it goes on. With truth as a belt round your waist, with righteousness as your breastplate and as your shoes, the readiness to announce the good news of peace. At all times, carry faith. Take note of that. Here, St. Paul is emphasizing something. At all times in our walk, carry faith, the shield of faith. He says, at all times, carry faith as a shield. Why? For with it, you will be able to put out the burning arrows shot by the evil one. Arrows of discouragement. Arrows of fear. Sometimes we are intimidated by the circumstances we find ourselves in. The enemy intimidates us, puts fear in us. Whatever doesn't make us feel at ease is not from the Lord. Because where the presence of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. So whatever doesn't enhance this freedom, this liberty, is not from the Lord. And if we check even the word disease, a disease, this is, this is, Whatever is acting against your ease is a disease. It's a disease. And the good news is that he heals us. He sent his word to heal our diseases. The will of God is that we be at ease. We feel free in his presence. Matthew, who was at the booth, for example, was avoided by many. But Jesus invited him and made him feel comfortable when he got to his house. Matthew was at ease. He was dining with Jesus. A rare opportunity given him. That is what it means to follow Jesus. That is what it means to be in the battlefield victoriously, conscious of the fact that we are victorious. It goes on, for example, to say, at all times carry faith as your shield. So if, if our walk is a walk of faith, then it means we must take note of the fact that one, we are, I mean, I mean, faith is crucial, for example, as it says, and if faith is crucial, why? Because our work is a matter of faith, not of sight. So we must never lose sight of that. So faith as a shield, it goes on. And acts 
for it we will aim to put out the burning arrows shot by the evil one and accept salvation as a helmet and the word of God as the sword which the Spirit gives you. Now verse 18, he says, do all this. Do all this. Put on the armor, the whole armor. Do all this now in prayer, asking for God's help. Pray on every occasion. So our emphasis is on this. Do all this in prayer, asking for help. We all know basically that if you are not strong, you cannot fight. This one. So in the spiritual realm too, if we are not strong spiritually, we cannot fight. Fighting is not for the weak. Fighting is not for the weak. So if God says the Christian life is a fight, the good fight of faith, it means every Christian is expected to be strong. And indeed, you are strong. I am strong. We are strong. Through Christ who strengthens us. In our union with Christ, we are united with him. So whatever strength is in him is with us. And it's in us. In fact, 1 John 4, 4 and 5, 4. He who is in us, Christ is in us. You are stronger than you think. We are stronger than we think. And you know, sometimes the enemy, he, in fact, not even sometimes, the main weapon of the enemy is deception. He deceives us to think that we are not strong. And if you observe even this evening, all the songs, the messages that came, were confirming this message that is coming. We talked about the Lord being our strength. We talked about the Father, we need Him. I need you. Every hour we sang it, we ask the Lord to draw us closer to Himself. Why? When we are praying, St. Paul says here, do all this in prayer, asking for God's help. And he says, pray all kinds of prayers. Pray in every occasion. Pray on every occasion. And in fact, elsewhere it says, pray at all times. Pray with our season. Why? In prayer, we are in union with God. In prayer, we are in touch with God. Now, I made a point that we need strength to fight. We need strength to fight. And in prayer, we gain strength. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Earlier on, a message came here on joy. The Lord expects us to be joyful. Discouragement is never from the Lord. Sadness is never from the Lord. Never. Yes, we will miss circumstances and situations that will make us sad. But Jesus says, rejoice and be glad. Rejoice always. St. Paul says, rejoice always. Always, not sometimes. Even in our crisis, we are expected to rejoice. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. At any point in time when we become discouraged, we give the enemy an upper hand. And so, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Not will be, not was, but is. So anytime we are in the presence of the Lord, Psalm 16:11 says, in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And it is prayer that keeps us in his presence. Prayer, when we are in prayer, or when we are at prayer, we are in the presence of the Lord. So this enjoys as says, do all this in prayer. Now, if Psalm 16, 11 says in his, in his presence there is fullness of joy, what it means is that anytime we are praying, we are receiving what? Joy. Anytime we are in his presence, it says in his presence there is fullness of joy. So you and I, our duty is to make sure we be in his presence. And when we are in his presence, consciously or unconsciously, 
we are receiving strength. The scriptures are true. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And Nehemiah 8 says, Nehemiah 8.10, The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It means joy gives us strength. And Isaiah 41 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. What it means is that, you know, as you fight, times come, you get tired. As you keep fighting, that's why in boxing, for example, it's put in rounds. Round one has in a, a, a time limit, three or five minutes, after which they go to sit to regain their strength. Even in soccer, there is half time where you have to gain strength. That's why even for us as Christians, in our walk, there is a need for what? Retreats and times that we take off to sit down and renew our strength. And so Isaiah says, they that wait upon the Lord, waiting upon the Lord in prayer. A confirmation of what St. Paul is saying here. Do all this in your walk in prayer. Friends, we are a blessed people. The strength of God is available to us. The, the, the battle is won already. Spiritual warfare. That is our topic. And prayer. We need strength to affirm and confirm and to lay hold of our victory. Let us make time daily. Let us make time always to be in tune with the Spirit. Daily, let us make time to wait upon the Lord. Joy is our portion. Joy is our strength. With that, we will be able to overcome every fiery arrow the enemy will throw at us. We will win the victory. And it's interesting that Paul says, I keep pressing on. I keep pressing on in this race. I run and I keep pressing on. It takes strength to press on. It takes strength to press on. And our strength comes from prayer. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where comes my help? From where comes my strength? My strength comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And so anytime we make time to go and pray, all we are telling God is that I need strength. I need you. And with him, with us, Emmanuel, there is nothing that we lack. There is nothing that can overcome us. And that's why even in church, every day when we attend Mass, the Lord keep, uh, the, the priest will keep saying, the Lord be with you. It's a prophetic statement we have to be conscious about and always claim it. The Lord be with you. And those words are true. If you appropriate them and become conscious of the fact that day in and out, as I go about my activities, the Lord is with me. If the Lord is with you and for you, who can be against you? Whatever battle confronts you, the Lord is with you. You will overcome. The Lord be with you. The Lord is with you. The Lord was with Joseph. Look at what happened to Joseph. The Lord was with David, with Samuel. Think about it. The Lord is with us. And we are even in a new covenant, a new and a better covenant. The Lord is not only with us, but he is in us. Amen. And not only is he in us, you know, something can be in you and not be for you. Okay? If you take poison, it's in you, but it's not for your good. But Jesus is in us and he is for us. In Romans, it says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. 
No battle. Nothing can be against us. Nothing. If God be for us, who can be against us? The enemy is against us, yes. But when support us, who can be against us? What is that? Who can overcome us? In verse 10, it says, In all these things, we are more than conquerors. It is not just enough to be a conqueror. Though good, it is it's good to be a conqueror. But it is more better, or it is better and most appropriate to be more than a conqueror. We are not just conquerors. You know, you conquer when you are fighting. You know, when you are fighting, you either conquer or you are conquered. But you must fight to conquer. But to be more than a conqueror, it means you don't even enter the fight and yet you win. That means you are more than a conqueror. A conqueror fights to win, but more than a conqueror, you don't fight, and yet you win. And that's why we are more than conquerors. Why? We don't fight. Christ has fought for us already. Our fight is in following him. Our fight is in obedience to Christ. Friends, let us pray for grace, day in and out, to be able to follow Jesus, to hear his voice and follow him, because that is where our victory lies. Our victory lies in our obedience. Matthew became victorious today, so to speak, because he obeyed the voice of Jesus and followed him. Let us be quiet for a moment. And in our quietness, let us ask the Lord for the grace to follow him. Friends, that is where we find our strength, our joy and our fulfillment in life, so to speak.